This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. Next week marks the official start of the summer, though the recent heat in the Bay Area makes it feel like we're already there. Temperatures reached triple digits in some parts of the Bay Area this past weekend, and more heat is expected to continue in the coming months. In California, dry, warm weather doesn't just mean more outdoor picnics and wearing shorts and sandals. It means a multitude of problems, increasing water restrictions, power outages, wildfire, and smoke. And all of those challenges could happen at the same time. Today, Chronicle reporter Curtis Alexander gives us a preview of what his latest story is calling the Bay Area's upcoming cruel summer. What's the latest on the state's historic drought? How is it affecting the state's power grid? What's making this summer especially terrifying? Later, I'll chat with Chronicle State Capitol reporter Dustin Gardner to examine Governor Gavin Newsom's response to the drought. His messaging lately has sounded like this. And I want to compliment and congratulate California. We entered into this drought, the third year of a drought, much better off than we entered in the drought of 2011 and 2012. 16% lower per capita water consumption as we entered into this drought. Californians have done an amazing job and you need to be recognized, but we have to do more. We have to do a little bit better. But critics say he isn't doing enough, especially in comparison to former Governor Jerry Brown, who issued stricter water cuts when he managed the state's last drought. Dustin will explain what may be behind Newsom's tepid approach to the current drought. First, Curtis Alexander is here to talk about the upcoming cruel summer. Curtis, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So, Curtis, it's been really hot in the Bay Area, and it seems kind of early for this type of warm weather. Last year, we know that there were some extreme heat waves that hit the West Coast. Portland reached 116 degrees. Death Valley even reached an astonishing 130 degrees. Should the Bay Area be concerned about an extreme heat wave this summer? Yeah, I, I think heat is one of those things that we haven't historically thought about as being dangerous. Certainly not like other weather-related events like hurricanes or tornadoes or floods. But in fact, extreme heat is the leading cause of death among weather-related events in the United States. So it really is something that we need to be concerned about. Here in the Bay Area, you don't think of it as a place that's all that hot, um, certainly not like the Central Valley or other parts of the state. But a lot of people here also aren't prepared. They don't have air conditioners. They're not ready for the heat. So it could really sneak up on us and uh, and become a problem. I mean, we are at risk of seizures or heat stroke or even even organ damage and, and comas and, you know, much worse. 
Hmm. Do we know if the state or local Bay Area agencies, are they preparing for that possibility of an extreme heat wave this summer? Over the past couple of years, you've seen a lot of cities and towns step forth with cooling centers, opening up libraries or schools with air conditioning, inviting people in who don't have air conditioning at home for water or a place to cool off. This spring, Governor Gavin Newsom launched an extreme heat action plan in which he has begun educating people about the dangers of extreme heat. He's had communities put in place plans for having cooling centers, and now he's got some state resources at the ready to be called into places that do get extremely hot. And Curtis, we've talked about the state's historic drought together many times on this show, and it's no surprise that we're in trouble at this point. How are things looking at the moment? We've had three consecutive dry years, and 2022 is shaping up to be the worst of all of them. We historically get the bulk of our rain uh, those first three months of the year, and the first three months of this year were the driest on record. And in fact, we've continued to hold that record as the driest start of the year through May. Mm-hmm. There was a line in one of your recent stories, Curtis, that said, quote, the reality of the drought isn't sinking in for most Californians, or maybe people just don't care. Give us the breakdown. What has the state's water usage look like? Yeah, well, in droughts, obviously, a lot of people run short on water. And um, instead of water use being down, water use was up 18% in April. And during the first Three out of four months of the year for which we have data, water use has gone up. And you might remember, as we've talked about in the past on this show, is that last July, Governor Gavin Newsom asked residents statewide to voluntarily conserve 15%. So we're really nowhere near reaching that goal. And do reservoir levels or the severity of the drought vary by county here in the Bay Area, or is it pretty much even across? Yeah, I mean, where people get their water isn't necessarily where they live. So, um, you know, depending on where the water supply is, is going to determine the extent to which people are in trouble. I mean, in San Francisco, for instance, we get our water from the Sierra Nevada, specifically in Yosemite, in and around Yosemite National Park. And we were lucky that uh, there were a couple of big atmospheric rivers this winter that filled up our supplies there. So San Francisco is really not in a lot of trouble, whereas other places with reservoirs or um, rivers or wherever wherever they get their water elsewhere may be in a world of hurt. And water restrictions have largely been left up to the local districts instead of the state. Is that right? Yeah, that's mostly been the case at this point. And how is the state thinking about water restrictions? What have they said? Last week, uh, the state ordered a series of curtailments on its water right system, which was an unusual step. Basically, it told people who, not, not just people, but communities or water suppliers or farm operations that they couldn't take water from the rivers or creeks where they take water. And we're talking thousands of people last week. Um, During some years, there'll be a handful of curtailments like these, but uh, last week it was just way more than usual. Of course, we know a historic drought equals very dry hills and valleys, which means we're in for what probably looks like a very serious wildfire season. What are fire experts saying about the dangers facing Northern California right now? 
The National Interagency Fire Center has projected that California, at least Northern California, has above average fire potential in June through September, at least. And uh, for Southern California, starting in August and through part of the fall as well. So people are saying that it's going to be dry. Like you said, there's been three years of drought. The hills and valleys are parched and um, it really doesn't take much for a fire to start under these conditions. Should we expect longer days of smoky air, for example? Yeah, I mean, if we get the fires, we certainly should expect more days of smoky air. I mean, just looking back at the past two years might give us a glimpse of what we could be in store for this year. I mean, Mm -hmm. last year, 2021, we had the Dixie Fire, which basically leveled the community of Greenville and the Caldor Fire near South Lake Tahoe, which wiped out the community of Grizzly Flats. And um, I think it was 2.5 million acres that burned in California last year. And that was second to only the year before, 2020, when we had um, a number of fires, including the SCU, LNU, CZU around the Bay Area, um, which I think that year it was more like 4 million acres that burned. So, Curtis, I want to talk about another challenge that we're facing, which is also the state's power grid. Can you explain for me, how does the drought affect our energy supplies? Good question. Hydropower is about 10 to 15 percent of California's power portfolio. And when we have droughts, there's just not as much water in the reservoirs, obviously, and not as much water that are turning the electrical turbines in the dam. So we're generating a lot less hydropower A report by the U.S. Energy Information Administration said that California, if the drought continues this year, which it's likely to do, will only generate about half of the hydroelectricity it typically generates. So you've got that supply issue. On top of that, if we have heat and people are saying it's going to be hot, that's going to drive up the demand for power as people turn on their air conditions. Mm -hmm. And I remember the rolling blackouts of previous summers Are utility agencies like PG&E preparing for the summer? Yeah, I think there's a couple things that we have to worry about on that front. You'll remember that PG&E has had the power safety shutoffs, which are basically a preventative measure to keep their equipment from starting wildfires. But on top of that, there's just the problem of too much demand on the system. The grid in California and across the West shares a lot of electricity, but when you get these big extreme heat waves, a lot of areas run short on power. So we're not able to buy power from other parts of the country. And um, yeah, two years ago, state energy regulators ordered several utilities in California to halt power to hundreds of thousands of households because there just wasn't enough to go around. So Curtis, it's pretty easy to feel anxious about this upcoming summer. There's heat waves, drought, fires, blackouts. How best should everyone be preparing right now? Yeah, there is a lot going on. And if I could just add to that list, there's also anxiety about gas prices and the weakening economy and Mm. geopolitical tensions in the United States and across the globe. So there is a lot to worry about. I think in talking to emergency officials and 
fire folks. They basically said, know what your risks are and be prepared. And that could mean if you're living in a rural area, making sure you have defensible space, or it could just mean having a plan and knowing what to do if there is an emergency, knowing where to go, Mm -hmm. having a flashlight, having a mask, that type of thing. So if you're prepared, a lot less to worry about. Curtis, that's so helpful. This information is helpful. I appreciate your coverage. Thanks for chatting with me. Thanks for having me. Curtis Alexander reports on water, wildfires, and the climate for The Chronicle. Find his coverage at sfchronicle.com and The Chronicle app. After a quick break, State Capitol reporter Dustin Gardner joins me to chat about Governor Gavin Newsom's response to the drought. Should he be issuing stricter statewide water restrictions? Some critics say yes. Dustin will explain. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. We're back with Dustin Gardner, who covers the state capital for The Chronicle. Dustin, our colleague Curtis Alexander just described how tough this summer is going to be, and he underscored why water conservation is so critical right now. How has Governor Gavin Newsom communicated that message? What has his leadership on the drought crisis looked like? Well, the governor really has been asking and pleading with residents to cut back. It was summer of 2021 that the governor first asked residents to cut their water use by 15 percent. And initially there was some reduction, but really Californians, the vast majority of them are not doing that. And the governor's approach so far has really been on voluntary conservation. It's been a voluntary ask for for residents to um, take part in that and to do their part. And uh, so far, the governor has been a little hesitant hesitant to go further and make any sort of those cuts uh, mandatory. And people have been critical about that. We know that Governor Jerry Brown issued a mandatory 25 percent cut in the state's overall water usage when he managed the drought. How is Newsom comparing to his leadership? Yeah, the approach has been a lot different this time around. Um, you know, initially, Jerry Brown did rely on voluntary asks for people to conserve water, and it became pretty apparent quickly to Brown's administration that Californians were not going to get there without some mandatory cuts. And that was really a, a huge push at the time. You know, back in 2014, 2015, you know, it was front and center. The conversation really dominated life in California those years of the drought when those mandatory cuts took place. Just the messaging was different in the sense that he conveyed a lot, you know, a, lot, a really a strong sense of um, emergency around the drought. He talked to just about how dire the situation was. And so Newsom's approach has been pretty hesitant to go to go that mandatory route so far. Are there any theories on why Newsom has been slow to issue mandatory water cuts? The, the governor has faced criticism for 
maybe sort of slow walking the move toward more mandatory cuts. But also the unique thing about Newsom's tenure has just been the number of crises that California has faced at the same time. You know, even his critics and allies alike have pointed to that saying that, you know, this governor has dealt with the COVID pandemic, with wildfires, with drought. Um, And it's, you know, it's been kind of one thing after another the last couple of years for Governor Newsom and Jerry Brown. You know, of course, there were fires during Jerry Brown's tenure, but not not fires of this scale and and not with the COVID pandemic and everything else on top of it, um, political instability. So Newsom has had um, unusual set of um, circumstances that have, I think, played a pretty big role in maybe uh, overshadowing the drought or making the drought fade to the background at times when other issues are, are percolating. And then another challenge is just how close we are to the last major drought. I, you know, typically in in the past, historically in California, there was much bigger gaps between major droughts. So I think just fatigue um, with the public of people feeling like, you know, they were just asked to conserve a bunch and they're wondering, you know, how how frequent is it going to be? Is Are we going to be in a drought, you know, every, every two or three years? Years. And so I think Newsom has had unique challenges in that sense. It's also probably fair to point out the fact that, you know, Newsom, of course, is invested in his reelection. He might be potentially hesitant to offer mandates. We know how that has gone with the pandemic, Newsom issuing mandates on masks, among other things. Is he also just thinking about political maneuvering here? Obviously, you know, the governor's not going to say that. <laughs> right. Um, but th- that has been some of the criticism of the governor is that he hasn't wanted to sort of lean back from mandates and um, more stringent drought measures because of the the political situation. And, you know, he has an easy path to re-election this year. In summer of 2021, there were a lot of calls on the governor to issue emergency drought uh, proclamations, and he was very slow to do that. It was several months before he extended a, an emergency declaration statewide. He started with just a handful of counties. And then on top of that, you know, there, there were some saying that he should be looking at more mandatory cuts going back to last summer of 2021. And at that time, Newsom was facing a recall and there was a lot a lot of concern that he might be hesitant to do some of those things because he had a recall campaign. So yeah, I mean, politics, it, it has definitely been part of the equation on some level. But again, Newsom does have an easy path to re-election this year if, if he chose to maybe lean in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Are there lessons that Newsom can learn, going back to Governor Jerry Brown, are there lessons from that administration that people think that he could be applying right now? I talked with a woman named Felicia Marcus. She was known as California's um, water czar during the last major drought. She was the the chair of the state water control board um, during the Brown administration. And, you know, one of her big lessons from that drought was that you, you can't get people to save water just voluntarily, that there has to be some level of government intervention. You know, she said that Jerry Brown made the hard call to make mandates after, you know, quite a while of asking for voluntary uh, reduction in use. And that was one of her big lessons. And the, her other big lesson was that we're in an unprecedented situation with climate change. The severity and length of droughts is a lot more severe than it used to be. And we aren't just planning to get through this year or next year. She said, you know, we don't know that the length of, that some of these droughts might go. They could be two-year droughts, or they could be a drought that goes a decade. Um, during the Brown administration, they spent a lot of time with Australian wa- water officials. Australia's had some of the most severe droughts on the planet in modern times. And 
And she said from those meetings, they really kind of got a sense of how climate change has changed the calculus and that drought planning and preparation can't be, yeah, just about the near term or surviving a couple of seasons and praying for rain. It has to be prepared for the worst case scenario. Newsom has talked a lot about how his administration has not brushed any of those lessons aside, that they've taken the water playbook from Jerry Brown. And so I think we'll see how how much that bears out, how much the governor is really willing to um, a kind of up the alarm as the, we sink deeper into this drought and how much he's really ask, willing to ask Californians to make hard choices. In trying to understand what's at stake here, part of what's making this also sort of complex is that water rights in California is also very complex. I understand that the agricultural sector makes up probably the majority of water usage in the state. How does that make things a little bit complicated here? One of the routine criticisms that the state and Governor Newsom face is that that they're asking urban water users to cut back and the vast majority of water in the state, I, I hear around 80% is going to agriculture. And so there is a sentiment that people feel like they're being asked to, to do all these things to cut back. And then you have you know farmers using 10 gallons of water to grow each almond. Um, that's kind of the common refrain you hear. Um, but, but it really is more complicated than that. And that is because water rights in the Western United States, they're based on um, claims that were made in the 19th century, you know, going back over 100 years, you had people claiming water rights and the state can't just, you know, toss those aside. There is a a really long body of um, court rulings and and law around those water rights. And so the governor doesn't really have the power, you know, he can do things to urge the state water board to cut back um, some of the allotments that of um, river water that it's making for agriculture. Um, But he doesn't have direct control over that. I think people get confused about that a lot. Um, and the governor has a lot more authority through executive orders to um, to mandate that cuts be made for urban users. And so it's, it's kind of two different pools. And it, people should know, too, that agriculture is already cutting back. I mean, I've heard that potentially agriculture in the state could be forced to cut up to half of, of their water allotment um, this year. And that's that's significant. I mean, we're talking about people fallowing, not farming hundreds of thousands of acres, um, you know, just letting the land go idle or uprooting crops, uprooting orchards. So agriculture is already cutting back pretty significantly. And urban users are sort of treated as a different bucket because they have different water rights and it's a different system. It's very complicated, as we can tell, but we also know that Governor Gavin Newsom has made climate change a priority. This seems to be a really obvious issue to pay attention to. So what are environmentalists and other climate change activists saying now? What do they want him to do? Environmentalists... They haven't been happy with the state's approach to drought and water for a long time. I mean, a lot of them were unhappy with Jerry Brown as well. And and, and that's not just because of the impact um, that the drought is having on people. That's because of the impact the drought is having on, on rivers and fish populations. We have several endangered fish species um, in Northern California in the Sacramento Bay that are on, are on the verge of extinction. Um, and they could be going extinct, you know, within the next de- couple of decades if drought conditions con- continue the way they are. Um, So environmentalists are not happy all around. And I think they would like to see the governor take a lot more aggressive approach on, number one, asking for mandatory cuts like like we talked about. They would like to see him doing more to – 
to keep more water in the rivers. They they think that California for, for a long time has not done enough to uh, legally speaking has not done enough to keep water in the rivers and they think the state has a legal obligation to do more to protect fish populations at the expense of agriculture at times. They feel like, you know, this is not just a, another sort of mild drought year. It's pretty clear three years into this drought that this is an exceptional drought, that this is a situation where it could drag out for years longer and we just don't know how bad it could get. Dustin Gardner is a state capital reporter for The Chronicle. Find his ongoing coverage of Newsom's response to the drought at sfchronicle.com and The Chronicle app. A reminder that The Chronicle has a Bay Area drought map and tracker that provides updates on water shortages, reservoir levels, and water restrictions. Check it out at sfchronicle.com water. Thanks to King Kaufman for the edits and to you for listening. <laughs> 